It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. One of the best tight ends in NFL history has officially retired again. The Oklahoma City Thunder are the most interesting team in the NBA draft this year. And will Rob Gronkowski stay retired longer than Tom Brady did? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. For the second time. Rob Gronkowski is calling it a career. And once again, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know if it's going to stick. Joining me now from Locked On Patriots, Mike DeBate. And and Mike, um, the reason we are having you on instead of the Bucs guys is because you watched Rob Gronkowski for most of his illustrious career. You watched him when he was at the peak of his powers, when he was arguably the most dominant tight end we have ever seen seen for you what will be the enduring memory of Rob Gronkowski well I mean you hit the nail on the head Peter I mean this is one of the most physically gifted athletes I've ever had the opportunity to cover and watching him from inception coming in as a rookie from the University of Arizona and really honing into what was the most dominant tight end of his time maybe the most dominant tight end we've ever seen in the NFL is truly remarkable um I remember watching him in practice and seeing him go through progressions and whether it was running a route or whether it was having a break or whether it was, you know, making a catch or throwing a block, Rob always seemed to be in the right place at the right time, not by happenstance, by design, and just commanded the presence and the respect of all of his teammates. Of course, his sheer size, his physical you know, abilities definitely contributed to that, but it really was about more than that with Rob Gronkowski. He was truly one of the more intelligent football players I've ever watched, and he doesn't get a whole lot of credit for that, for his cerebral uh, you know, presence either on the field or even off the field. Uh, but uh, Rob played the role well. Uh, he was truly one of the smartest guys I've ever covered on the field and off the field as well, which is where I also I believe his legacy will endure, especially up here in New England. Uh, understanding that I, I don't need to get into the weeds of Gronk versus Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates or, or any of, of the greats all time uh, w- with, the, with the tight end conversations, the tight end pantheon and Mount Rushmore. We don't have to do that right now. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we can, we can have that conversation after he unretires and then re-retires because that's probably going to happen. Uh, but when you, when you look at his impact on the Patriots dynasty, such that you think that, that it was one, most people agree that it was, he was there only, only for the second half of that run really. And he missed some big games. He had injuries. He was not, he was not even on the field for one or two of those Super Bowls. So. Uh, to what, to what degree will you relate Gronk to the Tom Brady dynasty? To what, to what degree will you associate those two? 
Well, I think there's some people that put him right up there with Brady as one of the more indelible figures of both dynasties. A lot of people forget that Rob was really a part of that second run, not the first run. Just the stature of him in New England has really taken on a sort of mythical proportions, if you think about it. You very make a very good point about his injury, and I think that's probably always been the one knock on Rob Gronkowski. If people are going to look at his career in a vacuum, they're going to look at those years, those times that he missed significant periods periods on the field, including Super Bowl 51, not on the field for that historic comeback. They're going to look at it and say, what might have been with Rob Gronkowski? Imagine if he had been healthy all that time, the numbers he could have put up, what he could have done here in New England. But at the same time, you also look at the contributions that he did make. Uh, First team All-Pro four times. He was a five-time Pro Bowler. Three rings up here in New England, one down in Tampa Bay. So that indelible mark that he left and just the physical presence he brought to the field is going to be the way I think he's remembered up here in New England on the field and off again. I alluded to it before just the endearment that he had to the community up here, donating several uh, you know um, amounts of his time, of his energy uh, to children's hospitals, both in Boston and in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, where I'm from, uh, something that he'll be remembered for just as much as his accomplishments on the field up here in New England. Uh, Rob is still really thought of very highly in these. Mike brings you Pat's news and takes every day on Locked on Patriots. You can find it anywhere you get podcasts, including on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, they have the number two pick and multiple first rounders to play with after that. They are the most interesting team in this year's NBA draft, and they are the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know how our friends at Built Bar are always coming out with amazing new flavors? Well, this time Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. I had it yesterday, in fact. It is unbelievable. If I hadn't eaten it, I would not have believed it. This new mud pie flavor, they've got the mud pie bar and the mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, be seated, please. The new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse. Yes, chocolate mousse in a protein bar smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. And yet, they're able to keep it at only 150 calories with 16 grams of protein. This is unheard of, folks. This is just unbelievable. And again, I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't tasted it for myself. That's not just shtick. That's not just ad copy. I had this stuff, and I swear by Built Bars, especially this new flavor. What what Built is able to do is truly unmatched. With 
The protein, the collagen protein that absorbs more efficiently, eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The best player in the NHL played for the Toronto Maple Leafs this past season. Austin Matthews received the Hart Trophy as the NHL's most valuable player and the Ted Lindsay Award as the NHLPA's most outstanding player on Tuesday night. Matthews led the NHL in goals for the second straight year with 60. That also set a Maple Leafs franchise record and a single season record for most goals by an American-born player. He beat out the guy who many people believe is the best player in the game, Edmonton's Connor McDavid. As the investigation by the NFL into what they will do with Deshaun Watson drags on, attorney Tony Busby, who represents the more than 20 women accusing Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct, said that the Browns quarterback has settled all but four of the lawsuits against him. Busby said that they are working through paperwork on those cases that when completed, will see those lawsuits dismissed. It was noted that Ashley Solis, the first woman to file a lawsuit against Watson and to identify herself as a plaintiff, is not one of the cases that settled. There is still no timeline for a decision by the NFL as to whether Watson violated the league's code of conduct and no timeline for a potential punishment for any violations. John Wall has put the ball in the Houston Rockets court. He opted into his $47 million player option, and of course, why wouldn't he? The Rockets have been seeking a trade that will ship Wall out of Houston, but if one does not materialize, they will work with Wall on a contract buyout. It will be for a lot of money. With Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. in the fold, Wall had lost his starting spot, and both sides agreed a bench roll wouldn't work for either side. Wall sat out the entirety of the 2021-2022 season in hopes of a trade, but nothing came of it. It's fair to wonder what the former All-Star has left in the tank after enduring multiple significant injuries and what his value is at this point relative to what he costs. And on the diamond, Tony Gonsolin has been pitching so well for the LA Dodgers this year that he allowed the Cincinnati Reds to score twice and his ERA went up. The Dodgers smoked the Reds, though, so those two runs meant very little. Well, it was a down game for Tony Gonsolin, at least by the standards he's set this year, but there was nothing down about the offense. What's up? It's Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. The Dodgers beat the Reds 8-2 to start this series. Gonsolin went five innings, allowed just two solo home runs. That was the only runs he allowed. His ERA does go up uh, a tiny bit from 142 to, I don't know, 158 maybe. Uh, still pretty darn good, and he goes to 9-0 on the season. Uh, better than anybody could have expected from him. He probably could have gone another inning, but they pulled him after five innings and 87 pitches. We'll talk a lot about the reasoning for that and uh, you know what went into that decision for Dave Roberts uh, on tomorrow's Locked On Dodgers. We'll also talk about the offensive explosion. Uh, four hits for Trey Turner. Freddie Freeman has everything but the homer for the cycle and drives in five runs. Home run for Will Smith. Basically, full team effort on offense. Everybody got involved. It was a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, sometimes when your offense is struggling, all you need is that Reds pitching to wake things up. So hopefully this will be a big wake-up for call for the Dodgers offense overall. But be sure to check out Locked On Dodgers first thing in the morning. We will have all the talk about this game and what it means going forward. So make us your first listen like you do every weekday morning. Another story you need to know. Jabari Smith is the favorite to go number one in the 2022 NBA draft, a minus 225 favorite 
According to our friends at Bet Online, the Oklahoma City Thunder have the number two overall pick. They also have the 12 overall pick. So they hold the keys to the top of the draft, certainly in the lottery. Joining me now from Locked on Thunder, Ryland Styles. And, and Ryland, uh, when we look at that number two pick, that leaves them likely choosing between Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro. What do you think is the most logical choice for OKC in that pick? It seems as though Sam Presti and the Thunder will go with Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga, just this incredible rim protector, and it seems like he's been their guy throughout this process. Of course, Sam Presti's known for zigging whenever you think he's going to zag, so maybe he pulls a trick out of his bag, but I think that it'll be Chet Holmgren because if you're in Oklahoma City, you've got to take risk and chances in a small market, and the ceiling of Chet Holmgren is something we've never seen before in the NBA, and to win titles in a small market where you can't even get Pau Gasol to sign with you, whenever you had three Hall of Famers on your team, you're going to need to get guys that reinvent the game and reimagine the game. And Chet Holmgren pairing with Josh Giddey and SGA can do just that. So I think that Chet Holmgren is a big swing and has a maybe lower floor than the rest of the top three. But if it pays off and if you trust the Thunder developmental staff, which a lot of people do, then you can get a guy who can just change the game of basketball. Chet Holmgren seems like the most Sam Presti pick, right? That seems to be one of the big pieces of the case. So, okay. They also have the 12th pick. So if you are able to get this kind of uh, unique, you know, seven plus footer who can move, who can pass, and certainly who can protect the rim, how do you go about handicapping the kinds of players? Because we have far less knowledge of of the actual guys who are going to be there, the kinds of players you think the Thunder could target in that range. It'll be interesting to see what they do. There's, there's been a lot of talk about them being aggressive and trading up from 12 and I I think that trading up from 12 you'd have to go get a high ceiling guy again that that you feel like could be a star in Jaden Ivey or Shaden Sharp I think past that you kind of just stay put at 12 because somebody of quality has to fall to you there's just too many guys in that same range from 7 to 12 that that somebody will be there I think that you look for uh, shooting with the Thunder they're the worst shooting team last year They need some floor spacing, especially whenever uh, you you consider that Josh Giddey can't really shoot at this uh, moment in time, that SGA is best getting downhill at the rim. You don't want to clog that paint too much for those two guys. So floor spacing guys, uh, people who you trust can shoot the three ball and maybe even a bucket getter because that offense was lagging behind. And and it seems like the Thunder can teach defense at a high clip. So even a guy like Johnny Davis, who uh, played good defense at Wisconsin and is a bucket getter and maybe a bit of an inefficient score in college, he would be a guy that I would target at 12 if I was a Thunder because you can teach him to be more efficient with the NBA spacing and with the construct of a better offense in the NBA than he had in college. Plus, he already gives that effort at a high level on the defensive end. So Johnny Davis is, would be there. If A.J. Griffin fell, one of the best shooters in this draft class, that'd be a great get at 12 for the Thunder. And then, of course, whatever happens with Shaden Sharp. I think that Shaden Sharp can be a superstar talent. And so if you walk away with Chet Holmgren and Shaden Sharp, it would be two massive swings, but it has a chance to be two grand slams. Who did you have at number 12 in the ultimate NBA mock draft? I took Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Again, a guy who can go create a bucket for himself. And the Thunder have lacked that on this team. I really only trust SGA to go get himself a bucket. I think that Josh Giddey can set teammates up. But past that, I think that if if you're in an ISO situation in a half-court offense late in games that matter, late in playoff games in the future, you're going to need a guy who can just in the half-court take on his matchup, exploit pick-and-rolls, and go get himself a bucket. And so far, the Thunder have compiled exactly one of those guys 
Johnny Davis could be the second if he progresses nicely in the NBA. Rylan has you covered with all things Thunder on Locked On Thunder every day on your favorite podcasting app, as well as YouTube. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on draft night. Coming up, Rob Gronkowski may have announced his retirement on Tuesday, but that doesn't mean he's really retired, right? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We've already seen this once during this current offseason. Remember, Tom Brady retired for what felt like 20 minutes. Then he unretired. Now his longtime favorite target, Rob Gronkowski, has announced his retirement. But the boys with Locked On Bucks aren't convinced this is it. Listen, this is the complete opposite of what we've been saying all offseason, right? Like we yeah. we have been saying Gronk is coming back. Like we had this this feeling that Gronk was coming back. He was obviously staying in shape. You saw the Tampa Bay Lightning hype video uh, and all those. He had the guns out and all that stuff. And and you know, you just you just felt like it was just one of those things where Gronk probably about, you know, July 10th or 12th uh, or something like that would sign his contract and, and report for training camp and, and, and things would get rolling after that. Now, you were more steadfast throughout True. in your belief that Gronk was coming back. Because if yes. you, you know, if, if some of our listeners go back or some of our listeners may remember, I started wavering. My right. confidence level was dipping and dipping and dipping. Then you were right about the Brady thing. And I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe I'm being too cynical. That's just my nature. Uh, so I, I started to just kind of assume that Gronk was going to be there again. I should have stuck to my guns uh, and and continued to dwindle my belief that Gronk was coming back because then I would have been right this time. All of that. Of course, said, that is important here. All of that said, Tom Brady retired for 40 days yep. and we saw that barbershop video where he said he was going to make Brady sweat it out a little bit and uh, make him wait because Brady made him wait. All I'm saying is that 40 days from now is like just barely under two weeks before the season actually starts. So much like you refuse to actually close the door on Tom Brady being retired yep. or, or Brady coming back, however you want to phrase it. I'm not fully convinced we've seen the last of Gronk in Tampa Bay. Maybe we're talking about like November. Yeah. Maybe we're talking about December. Uh, but I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave it open just a smidge because I do think there's a very small outside chance, especially if you see injury issues like we saw last year, that Brady's going to be able to say, look, Big guy, I need you. Can you can you give me three months? Can you give yeah. me three months to go win another Lombardi, and then we can both be done, and we'll be neighbors, and we'll be besties, and uh, I'll name my dog after you. 
I don't know how you can be convinced that Rob Gronkowski will stay retired. I don't know if a year off is enough to convince me he will stay retired. We already saw him do this once, coming back from professional wrestling to go be with Tom Brady. If if Tom Brady calls him in December, in November, and he gets to skip training camp, he gets to skip exhibition season, he gets to skip the beginning of the season, he can just come out, get into shape, and go try and win a Super Bowl, go play in the postseason in the games that matters. You don't think he's going to want to do that? Until we don't see him on the field for like five years, this is going to be like Brett Favre, where every year we're going to speculate, is he going to come back? The same is going to be true for Tom Brady, and it's going to be true for probably guys like Aaron Rodgers and others who were wondering, are they really coming back? We just had a whole conversation about, is Drew Brees coming back? The money is so high, and these guys are so dedicated to this stuff, and the winning matters so much, and it's so great when you win. How can you blame any of them for continuing to try and chase that feeling, that money, the camaraderie, the adulation, and the gratification that comes from being the best at something? I won't blame Gronk if he wants to come back. I won't. And finally, the broadcasting crew for Amazon Prime's Thursday Night Football just got a whole lot cooler. Ryan Fitzpatrick will join the pregame show, which includes Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez and former NFL cornerback Richard Sherman. Amazon jumped out at me, Fitzpatrick told the New York Post, in terms of it is something that's fresh and new. It just made a lot of sense of what I was trying to get into. This Amazon Prime broadcast just got bits magical. I wish I had the shirt to open up with the bushy chest hair and the big beard and the sunglasses. I'm not nearly as cool as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen, even though I'm not as cool as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Make your second listen the ultimate NBA mock draft. Locked On NBA brings you a mock draft unlike any other. Rafael Barlow from Locked On NBA Big Board is joined by every Locked On NBA host and some NBA insiders from the Odyssey Network to deliver picks and analysis. Locked On does mock drafts better than anyone else, and the ultimate NBA mock draft is a perfect example. Coming up Thursday, will the Tampa Bay Lightning even up the Stanley Cup series at home? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.